This is Radio Influence. Football fans, it's time to go on the record for this week's matches in pro and college football with just one catch. We're only interested in underdogs. Who can keep it close if not pull the outright upset? Time to find out. It's Three Dog Thursday. Now here's your host, T.J. Reeves. Ah, yes, down to the nitty-gritty in the NFL. Just four teams, just two championship games remaining before we find out who plays in Super Bowl XLI. Super Bowl 51 in Houston, Texas is coming up. Will be Patriots hosting Steelers. It will be Falcons hosting Packers. We are ready to talk about that, and we've got to get creative on this edition of Three Dog Thursday and start to incorporate and include some college hoops. I am your somewhat capable and lucid host, T.J. Reeves. He is Vegas Insider, Senior Handicapper, and Writer. Kevin Rogers back with me. Uh, Here we go with another Three Dog Thursday in January. Kudos to you. Two wins last week in the NFL Divisional Playoff Round, and a very near third win with the Texans. The Steelers and Packers were good to you. The Texans were almost good to you. How you feeling there, Kevin Rogers? Doing well. I mean, it's about time the underdogs came in in the NFL. I mean, we did the first weekend, and we got shut out because the uh, all the favorites won. And I was just waiting uh, this past Sunday with Green Bay, felt pretty good about them. I was waiting for Dallas to win that game in overtime by six with a touchdown and them covering and being like, oh, God, like, are you kidding me? But uh, it was a good win by the Packers going on the road to Dallas, and these rookie quarterbacks in the playoffs still have not fared very well over the years, and Dak Prescott ran into that, and obviously you had a lot of conversation early in the game. Should they bring in Romo or not? But then again, people were saying, well, it's not Dak's fault that the defense is getting destroyed by Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, Dak played well enough, let him back, but uh, ultimately now Green Bay advanced and Pittsburgh advanced without scoring a touchdown, so that's always good. And the NFL, I'm sure, is very happy with the four teams left in a potential Super Bowl. Yeah, no doubt that uh, – look, Prescott, I know what you're saying. Prescott acquitted himself well. The difference is Aaron Rodgers was just extraterrestrial almost, including with that throw at the end. I mean, Kevin, I've been saying this. I'd love to have your thought. Even at the NFL level, forget about just quarterbacking, but at the NFL level, I don't know how many guys can make that throw, rolling to their left with zip on the ball to a tiny window on the sideline. I mean, that is a difficult throw even for NFL-caliber quarterbacks. It was an amazing play that got them into field goal range and kept the game from being in overtime. I mean, there's there's really not a lot more anybody can say about Aaron Rodgers that hasn't been said already with what he's done over the years, and and we've seen all the times Green Bay has been burned in the playoffs that, you know, maybe he has other Super Bowl appearance or two, you know, if he has had some bad luck in the uh, in the playoffs over the years. But also, I think the one thing that really is impressive is I don't know if you want to call it foresight with Green Bay that they had Brett Favre in the fold, and they decided to take Aaron Rodgers in the early 20s in the draft and not even play him for a few years where there are these other teams that are killing each other to get the number one pick, you know, trying to get Jared Goff or Carson Wentz. And I understand it's only their first year they're coming off of, but still, I mean, to get a guy that wasn't even going to start for a few years and is going to be a hall of famer, some of these number one, number two, you know, top 10 picks aren't even going to be pro bowlers, you know? So it is just very interesting how green Bay, have the foresight to basically sit this guy, put him on ice for a little bit, 
have him be Brett Favre's successor, and now you see what he's done. He has done amazing things, and they are on a roll. The Steelers are on a roll, so we've got uh, much to discuss with that. All right, so we need to get creative, you and I, because obviously it's Three Dog Thursday, and we've done this before in each of the last couple of seasons. Once we get to January and the college games are gone completely, the NFL games have dwindled down, to come up with three underdogs, we turn to college basketball, and that will obviously become more and more meaningful, important, in our consciousness over the course of February and, as I like to say, marching to March with March Madness. So uh, you and I will actually do some college basketball analysis and a couple of college basketball underdogs, and then after our timeout, we'll get to the championship weekend and the two matchups, again, Falcons and Packers, Patriots and Steelers uh, after the timeout. But in terms of college hoops, you can't get enough of it. Uh, it's everywhere. It's been going on, and we're going to have to wean off the football. Because, for example, Kevin, next weekend there are no NFL games. Uh, we're not counting the Pro Bowl. We're not doing a Three Dog Thursday NFC AFC. So it will be college uh, basketball next weekend, and then uh, in and around after the Super Bowl, it's going to be all college hoops. So you and I are into this, and we'll be talking a lot of college basketball uh, in the next few weeks leading up to March. Yeah, it's always a fun time of year. I, I know that uh, the casual college basketball fan tunes in when you hit March Madness, and I understand that. It's the most exciting time of the year. But uh, if you're more of a college basketball purist, I, I know that in the fall it's uh, very hard when they have a lot of these non-conference tournaments or around the holidays and, and you have a lot of these matchups of teams you're not familiar with. It's hard to really get started there. But since uh, late December – with all these conference games, and now you have really good matchups every night in a lot of these big-time conferences, that it, it is very fun to kind of tune in now just to see what's going on before you get to March Madness. So there really are no surprises because people are like, oh, I didn't realize this team was that good. It's like, well, if you watched them earlier in the year, you'd see how good they were. So I just think this is really a fun time of year, this little eight-week window of conference play in college basketball where – you know every game is meaningful, and uh, yeah, it, it's really just a fun time. These, uh, the, you know, this eight-week stretch before March Madness. And a lot of times, you said it, conference play. You can't explain why upsets happen. You can't explain why a team that is a losing record team and has been depleted suddenly bows their back and wins a game. Conference play, familiarity with your opponents, uh, coaches familiar with each other, so. It has a lot to do with it, and so that's what we're going to begin to examine. All right, where do you want to begin? I think you and I are going to end up agreeing on a college basketball underdog, but where do you want to begin first before we might be agreeing here for an underdog for Three Dog Thursday in the college hoop world? Well, I do want to begin with your favorite conference in the world. What is that? That would be the American Athletic Conference. We love that league. The uh, Well, you do. The, uh, the, the UConn Huskies. They are traveling to Texas to face SMU. And UConn is in a rebuilding year. I, I don't know if, if you want to call it rebuilding, disappointing year, whatever the case may be. And this is a team that's found ways to win national championships when nothing was expected of them. But this time around, they had some bad losses out of conference, and they started AAC play at 0-3. They've won a couple in a row now. They beat uh, a good UCF team and also had a nice win over Temple, and Temple is a bit of an, un a bit of an underachiever since they had uh, a decent non-conference. But uh, so far, UConn has covered their last three games. They're coming off a loss to Georgetown last weekend, but they did cover a close loss. 
Now, you look at SMU. They are 4-1 and one inside the conference. However, when you look at what they've played so far, they should be 4-1. and one. They beat East Carolina, who's terrible, Temple, who's underachieved, USF, who's awful, Tulane, who's awful, and their only loss came to Cincinnati, who's a pretty good team. So USF, or rather, excuse me, SMU is who they are. And they're a good team, but when you look at the teams they faced, they should be beating them. So SMU will be laying double digits to UConn on Thursday. And I just look at the Huskies playing better right now, having a little more confidence. And uh, they had a loss earlier in conference to Memphis where they hung for a bit and Memphis blew it open. Memphis is a good team. But uh, I just look at UConn here. I think taking the points with them, I might as well ride that streak with the Huskies as an underdog. All right, again, they are on the road, as you mentioned, for Thursday night. And you may be listening to this program. That's the voice of Kevin Rogers. TJ Reeves with you. It's Three Dog Thursday. We're making underdog predictions. If you're listening later in the weekend, you may know how these college basketball teams did or did not. Kevin and I are in the preview mode prior to Thursday and the Thursday night action. So, again, you're going to go with UConn on the road. I'm going to stay in the Lone Star State. I can't resist. i got to go American Athletic Conference, and i got to go with the alma mater, the Memphis Tigers, taking on the Houston Cougars for a couple of different reasons here, Kevin. Uh, number one, Houston basically put the final nails in Memphis's coffin last year and got John pa- uh, Josh Pastner once and for all run out as the coach, even though Pastner voluntarily w- went and grabbed the Georgia Tech job. He was definitely on the skids, and Houston was a big reason why with a couple of wins over Memphis late in the year last year. So this is a rematch game where some of the players are still the same. The Memphis Tigers have the Lawson twins, Diedrich Lawson and K.J. Lawson. Diedrich is their leading scorer, both big, uh, long, long arms, athletic. Uh, Memphis with some good guard play, guard play with Markel Crawford and some others. Houston has a, a decent team. Uh, Rob Ford Jr., their leading scorer. Damian Dotson is one of the heroes from a year ago. But I like Memphis in, in the revenge situation. They're playing in Houston at the god-awful Hoffheinz Pavilion, which used to have Akeem Olajuwon and Clyde Drexler thundering dunks in it back 35 years ago. They haven't renovated the, pl- the place very much lately. Houston draws flies for fans. There will not be a big home court advantage. There never is. Uh, so I, I am going to go Memphis Tigers, and I will take the five and a half points. Tubby Smith, the first-year coach, is going to get them rolling. Uh, they already have 13 wins on the season. So give me Memphis uh, as my first college basketball underdog uh, out of that same American Athletic Conference. So we both go road doggies uh, in the American Athletic Conference. What do you like for college basketball underdog number two uh, for a Thursday evening, Kevin? We'll go out west, Pac-12, Dunk City West, USC Trojans taking on Arizona. And we all know how good the Wildcats are, already up to 5-0 and inside of Pac-12 play. But similarly to SMU, not a great resume inside the conference. They beat their rival Arizona State. They beat Colorado, who heading into third, actually heading into Wednesday's play, had not won a conference game yet. They beat Stanford who's rebuilding, Cal, who right now fourth in the conference, but pretty much the Pac-12 is Arizona, Oregon, UCLA, and everyone else. So I don't know if that's saying much, being fourth place in this conference. And also Arizona, just 5-5 five and five against the spread, their last 10 as a road favorite inside the Pac-12. Last year, these two teams played one of the wilder games in, uh, in the country, a four-overtime game at USC that the Trojans ended up winning. 
For USC, they are just 3-3 three and three in the Pac-12, which, you know, is not impressive at all. But two of their losses coming in tough venues on the road, losing at Oregon and losing at Utah. So really no shame in that. And they had a nice comeback victory at Colorado over the weekend. So you would think now at least USC, who, like everyone else, is stronger at home. But USC has got some good home numbers. And I think they have a, they're creating a nice home court advantage at the Galen Center under Andy Enfield. I just think that USC, you know, this is a game that you definitely have to circle on the calendar when you play a top team like Arizona in the Pac-12. So I'll take the points of the Trojans. And I am actually going to agree with Kevin Rogers of Vegas Insider and go also with USC and Andy Enfield's team. It's a 10-game win streak for Arizona. Uh, again, Alonzo Trier is arguably their best player, an NBA caliber player. He's been hurt much of the year, may not play the rest of the year, may end up with a redshirt season, uh, depending if he wants to try to turn pro uh, off the injury. That's happened before. It's not wise. Who knows if he elects to do it or not. But even without Trier, they're still an explosive, high-flying team. I just think in this spot, in this situation, uh, USC has got a big man, a lanky big man. Chinese Metu is his name. Metu really coming on strong this season. He's a guy that was only averaging like three points a game last year. He's now averaging right around 15 points a game. Had a huge game in USC's win at Colorado last weekend. Went 9 of 10 from the floor in the first half. I think Metu with that length, they've got a good guard in Jordan McLaughlin. Again, UCLA is the program that everybody knows about, and rightfully so, in terms of basketball in that town and in that market. But USC quietly is pretty good, and I think they can upset Arizona, who, speaking of UCLA, they may be looking ahead to Saturday at Pauley Pavilion. Arizona playing at UCLA Saturday. USC might catch them for the outright win. I agree with you, Kevin Rogers. I'm going to go Trojans in this spot for a second underdog. Uh, and this is, you know, again, if if USC, for example, wants to be in the NCAA tournament, they've been there a couple different times, these are the kind of games the committee is looking at. You know this, right? Real quick, the, these are the games where the committee looks at against the best teams on your schedule, especially at home. How did you do? Did you win the game or not? This is, an, this is a January game, but this is an important one for USC's NCAA tournament resume. Well, I think last year, too, that four-overtime game they beat Arizona in, that that obviously helped them get in the tournament last year, even though they you know they they, got, they exited early. But still, you know, you look at the there are. I think the committee not only looks at the RPI, but they look at names, and you know they see you beat Arizona, you beat UCLA, that you beat some of these just name programs, and that's going to to give you a bit of a bump. And and USC is headed in the right direction. Where you know Arizona, we know they're going to be in the tournament every year. They're always going to be a top three or four seed. That they're fine. Not to say that they're you know if they lose that you know it doesn't matter. Everything matters. But you know also you made the point that you know is there a look ahead with UCLA coming up on Saturday? That that's a huge game atop the Pac-12. Where you know this one you try to just get through before you get the game on uh, on Saturday. So yeah, I mean look. If Arizona wins and covers, is it a shock? No, because they're favored. But at the same time, I think catching some points here, maybe maybe you catch Arizona off guard here. And USC has played well at home. Maybe it's the time to take them. All right. So, again, we agree on the Trojans for the second of three underdogs. Each one of us now will get ready for the NFL weekend. There's the tease. Who likes the Steelers? Who likes the Packers? We are ready to talk championship weekend in the NFL on Three Dog Thursday when we return. Stay with us.
Golfers, the holidays are coming up, and if you're looking for a great gift for you or someone you know who loves golf and golf apparel, have we got a deal for you. You need to check out the brand names and how it will all be delivered to your doorstep through the website shortpar4.com. Who likes going to the stores, especially this time of year, to shop for shirts, pants, sweaters, gloves, etc.? Well, shortpar4.com eliminates that need, delivering clothing every month right to you. And we're talking about the biggest brand names out there like Under Armour, Travis Matthew, Oakley, and many more. We just got a box delivered from shortpar4.com with over $150 in brand name items and apparel, and it was just $45. Still need more? Okay, because you're listening to this as part of Championship Weekend through December the 12th, shortpar4.com wants to take 50% off your first box delivered. Just use the promo code CHAMP at checkout or go to shortpar4.com slash champ and get more details. Again, golfers, save 50% off your first box of big brand apparel with the code CHAMP. Stay out of the stores and let shortpar4.com deliver to you now. The dogs are barking. Who will get it done this week? Three Dog Thursday now continues. Here again is T.J. Reeves. We are back in. We are taking underdogs, not only in the NFL, but also some college basketball as well. Again, bearing in mind, as I mentioned earlier in this edition of Three Dog Thursday, no NFL games next weekend. We're done with college football. This show will morph into college basketball as we go along uh, through the rest of January. February and into March and Kevin and I to that end have already taken a couple of college basketball underdogs to lead us into the NFL Kevin liking the Yukon Huskies uh, on the road at SMU I like the Memphis Tigers Thursday night against Houston we both like the USC Trojans in the Pac-12 against Arizona again with the understanding if you're listening to this show after Thursday we either were really smart really stupid or somewhere in between you already probably know the results of those college basketball games because I know there's an a lot of an audience, a lot of audience that uh, will check us out for the NFL predictions, which we're about to do right now for the Sunday championship game. So, Kevin, as we welcome you back in, uh, where do you want to go out of the two underdogs on championship weekend? The Steelers and the Packers are both uh, underdogs on the road. Who do you like and why? We saw last week both these teams win as an underdog on Sunday, and now they're back in the underdog role again this week. And I do. I don't love Pittsburgh. I know we'll get to Atlanta Green Bay in a little bit, but I prefer out of the two, I prefer Pittsburgh over Green Bay, and I'll tell you why. Both these teams are on fire. Steelers have won nine straight. The Patriots have won eight straight. So, and we know about the Patriots. Like, it, you know, we know about Brady. We know about all that stuff. Here's an interesting number that I'll throw at you. New England, their last seven conference championships against the spread, one and six. Wow. Last seven. So they have had their struggles. We know they've lost to Denver a few times. They were favored at Denver last year and lost. They've had a couple times where they didn't cover in uh, a home win against Baltimore. The only time they did cover, um, I won't put you on the spot, but I'll tell you the only time they did cover in this was the deflate game against the Colts. Oh, how about out that? Of, yeah, that was a big blowout. And that was the only time in the stretch. And this is going back to about 06. How about so, that? Yeah. So New England has had problems covering in these games. And New England and Pittsburgh have had a big playoff history. But I feel like, you know, 
a lot of those old highlights was early in Ben Roethlisberger's career where Patriots went into Pittsburgh and blew them out in Roethlisberger's first year. And a lot of that stuff happened years ago. So these teams really don't have a lot of playoff matchups with the current uh, faces right now. And we know what Le'Veon Bell has done in the playoffs, that Le'Veon Bell has been incredible and so has Antonio Brown. Steelers defense, even though they did hold Kansas City in frigid temperatures, New England and Kansas City's offense are not even in the same atmosphere or stratosphere or any kind of sphere. Or, or any sphere, but, yeah, right. Right, but the, uh, you know, but the Steelers, though, they have two of the best non-quarterback weapons on the field. And New England, we know, can throw anybody out there with Brady and they'll be fine. I just think that this is a situation where Pittsburgh can hang. And we always talk about don't take an underdog unless you think they can win. Wouldn't shock me if Pittsburgh went into New England with the way they've been playing and beat them. Now, both these teams have not had, uh, did not face a lot of great quarterbacks recently. That's the one thing you can say about the Patriots down the stretch. They beat Jared Goff. They beat Colin Kaepernick. They beat Matt Moore. They beat Brock Osweiler. And even the Steelers, the same thing, where they missed Andrew Luck when they beat the Colts on Thanksgiving. They faced the Browns a few times. But, you know, that's kind of the big question mark, is none of these defenses have faced really top-tier quarterbacks over the past, you know, eight, nine weeks. But I just think here I'll take the points with Pittsburgh and think this will be a close game in Foxborough. Would be a large upset if they can get it in, in Foxborough and derail the Patriots and put themselves back in the Super Bowl for the third time under Mike Tomlin if Roethlisberger and company can get there. It is interesting. I will just point this out. You mentioned Deflategate and the reference to it and how freezing cold it uh, it was uh, sub, sub-freezing the other night in their game with the Houston Texans. To watch Tom Brady trying to throw what we believe were properly inflated footballs, he had trouble down the field again with accuracy, with kind of under-throwing the ball to some guys. It worked out a couple of times where a receiver came back and caught it. But, I mean, for all of the conspiracy theorists and everybody watching this stuff, that one of the main motivations behind all of it in deflating the football a little bit is to get a better grip and be able to throw it better, especially in bad weather or cold weather. I'm just saying, let's pay attention Sunday night. If it's cold again, let's look at how he's throwing. I'm not talking about the 5-yard and 10-yard slant passes and out routes. I'm talking about when he throws it down the field with some arc that requires some touch. Let's see what it looks like. Because no matter what side of the issue that you're on, if the ball is fluttering in the cold, it only it only adds to the argument about what was going on previously. And maybe it's no factor at all for the Patriots. We'll see. We'll see if, uh, if that is the case. And I agree with you. Le'Veon Bell's the biggest key here. If they get him going, establish him, it sets everything else up that they want to do. Can New England stop him, put the pressure on Roethlisberger and company to make all the big passes? We'll find out. So you're going to take the Steelers, and I'm going to go with the game earlier in the day real quick. The Green Bay Packers, under your same heading of teams on a roll, they've won eight straight. They basically have been playing with their season on the line for about the last seven or eight weeks. And, and I, I mean, Dallas uh, is better than Atlanta, especially on defense. And Aaron Rodgers made them look silly last week on defense. I know Atlanta can score. I know Matt Ryan's had a fantastic year. I'm not saying this game isn't going to be a track meet, Kevin, with the ball maybe as a baton 
But I, I think Green Bay will make more plays, especially in the fourth quarter of this game. Remember, it was a close game in the regular season for what it was worth, and the Falcons scored in the final seconds to win the game at home. I think that Green Bay closes down the Georgia Dome, where, by the way, the Falcons have lost repeatedly with Matt Ryan in the divisional round or in the championship game. I think Green Bay is headed back to the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers and company. They will win the game outright, and I will take the four and a half points on the Vegas Insider line with those Green Bay Packers. Now, you want to tell me, you want to take like 30 seconds and tell me how that's all wrong and the Falcons are going to blow them out? Obviously, again, we know how great Aaron Rodgers is, but Aaron Rodgers, I feel like, does it with any guy. And that's not to, to you know, disrespect the, you know, what Green Bay has, but he can just do it because he's that good. Where Matt Ryan has been helped over the years by great talent around him, but the Falcons have the better running backs in this game. The Falcons have the better receivers, the best receiver on the field, Julio Jones. And you would think that defensively they would shut down the, or at least slow down the Packers. They did a really good job with Seattle last week, and I had talked about for you know all year about Dan Quinn not being a great home favorite, but we can kind of scratch that now because a lot of that has changed over the last few months, so that doesn't really affect me. But uh, I do like Atlanta. I do think that they will win this game and cover and move on to their second Super Bowl. Well, I looked good last week. I had Seattle for Three Dog Thursday in that game with the Falcons last week in the divisional round. I looked good on the opening drive. The problem is it was a 60-minute game. They had to play 55 more minutes, and Atlanta just overwhelmed them. And again, I'm not saying that Atlanta's not going to get points and they're not going to score, but this, this game likely comes down to the fourth quarter and who has the ball last and who makes a mistake in the fourth quarter. That's what happened last week uh, in the matchup with uh, the Cowboys. Uh, it was whoever has it last. And uh, um, amazing, again, we haven't referenced this yet on Three Dog Thursday, there were three 50 or longer yard field goals in the final minute and a half of that game. Two by Mason Crosby, one by Dan Bailey. Uh, it was nuts at the end. And Green Bay won it, came through, won a game on the road. I'll take the Packers. I'll take a Packer Patriots Super Bowl. Sounds like to me you got a Steeler Falcon Super Bowl when it's all uh, said and done and finished up. I do know this. The audience is craving information, whether it's on the championship games, as we've been mentioning, the college basketball, the NBA. There's an awful lot out there for them uh, on VegasInsider.com, Kevin Rogers. Absolutely. And now college football's over, but college basketball is in conference mode. So you can check out uh, plenty of college basketball action every day with our live odds and also with our previews of uh, all the action. NFL, we're coming down the stretch, so you can keep an eye out for the AFC and NFC championship previews for the weekend. Also NBA, obviously in full force right now as we're, we've crossed the halfway point, and also the NHL as well. And you can always check us out on Twitter at TwitVI. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Rogers. Yes, uh, go ahead and do that. It'll be baseball before we know it with this. Golf, by the way. You guys take a look at the golf and the golf odds. And Tiger Woods is about to be back on the PGA Tour, not this weekend, but next weekend. So, again, they do a great job at VegasInsider.com. Check them out. We love the association here with Three Dog Thursday. All right, so are you uh, have you got the chips and guacamole ready? The uh, the uh, beverages. You you ready to go for championship Sunday? I know we got college basketball to warm us up to get to Sunday, but are you raring to go now uh, for championship Sunday in the NFL and decide who goes to Super Bowl Fifty One? I'm excited. I'm I'm ready to do this thing. I mean, again, like I told you earlier, the NFL has got to be thrilled with who they have left. No matter who the two winners are, they're going to get a really good Super Bowl. Yes, and uh, and great quarterback play for all four of these teams. 
see how it all uh, divvies up. Again, it is Three Dog Thursday. We remind you, you can subscribe to this show on iTunes and on Stitcher. If you already are subscribing, rate this show. Pass around the word to your friends throughout the uh, the infrastructure and the network of iTunes and Stitcher about Three Dog Thursday, the only digital radio show devoted exclusively to picking underdogs, whether it's college football, the NFL, or now college basketball, marching to march. Again, Kevin Rogers of VegasInsider.com going with the UConn Huskies and the USC Trojans as Thursday night college basketball underdogs. You may very well know how those dogs did or didn't do if you're listening later in the weekend. I'll go Memphis Tigers at Houston, and I'll agree with Kevin with USC uh, getting that upset over the Arizona Wildcats in Pac-12 play on Thursday. Kevin likes the Pittsburgh Steelers getting those six points against the New England Patriots. What a great stat there. Again, the Patriots just 1-6 in in the conference championship game against the spread. Uh, that's a great that's a great number uh, as the favorite there in those championship games uh, recently. So they've been in a lot of them. Kevin likes the Steelers. I'll take the Green Bay Packers to win yet again on the road this time outright in Atlanta and make it back to the Super Bowl, uh, looking to have another opportunity to win another championship just like they did over the Steelers, uh, ironically, at Jerry's World uh, the year they won it, what, back 2010. So let's see how it all plays out. Uh, for the underdogs for this weekend. Kevin, thank you. Enjoy the games. We appreciate it as always. We'll talk to you next week, and we'll know the Super Bowl participants this time next week on Three Dog Thursday, sir. Absolutely, TJ. Thank you. There's Kevin Rogers. Again, follow him on Twitter at VI Rogers. Follow this show at Three Dog Thursday. Find out more on the website, threedogthursday.com. We've got the underdogs coming this weekend. Enjoy conference championship weekend in particular in the NFL. We will talk to you next week. For Three Dog Thursday. Bye. Radio Influence brings you the best in digital media broadcasting. When it comes to sports, we've got experts like national sports radio host Rich Herrera, the fabulous sports babe, and former Major League Baseball manager Kevin Kennedy. Want a good laugh? Then go on the beach with Pants and Roller Girl. Get Duffified live with Chef Brian Duffy. Or just LOL with Nancy Alexander. And when it comes to real life, Dangerous Conversation with Scott Ledger and Beyond the Badge with Vincent Hill will make you think when it comes to what you want radio influence has you covered find our programming on itunes stitcher tune in radio and radioinfluence.com